is speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, April 12th, 2021. We're just on, on today's episode. We got like an old ass uh, Custy and you know, it's Monday, so we're going to rip a little dad rock and uh, oh yeah, off the top of the show, I got a hibbity hop, freestyle rhythm flow with my rip rhyme and my end time. I don't know, but I keep spitting this rhyme. I'm big crew on the mic, and I do it for my crew. Is a- and yo, uh, yeah, anyways, hi, welcome to the show. This is This Week with Drew, the Monday edition, the Monday audio show for April 12th. Did you, did you have a nice week, and did you go outside? Did you go for a walk? Did you get all liquored up? And did you pass out? Did you do the thing that you wanted to do? Let's do a little bit of a Okay, how was my weekend? Okay, so my weekend. How was my how was your weekend? I hope you uh, went outside or did anything. I don't even really know what I did this weekend. Oh yeah, I worked on um I had no poker, and uh, so I hung out with uh, Schmortel on Friday, and then Saturday also went out to the to outside. But um, fuck, what was I going to talk about? Oh man, I had something like loaded up for right on the beginning of the show, and then I had this is the second time I'm recording the show because I started recording the show. Uh, the first time, and I got about this far in, and then my whole fucking thing got crashed here. So, I don't know. It happened last time. That's why the audio from the last podcast was all fucked up, because I had to, like, crossfade. I had to go in, detach the audio from the video, and then export that, and then re-import that into Audition, and then line up the audio, and then crossfade in the shitty audio right when the bad when the good audio went out so look it, it would sound seamless but the only thing that's noticeable that would change is the quality of the audio it would just like slowly cross faded into shittiness which is something that i learned in my audio production school at uh, at humber oh that's what i wanted to talk about i got my first shift at fucking 969 radio humber 969 radio humber i probably said that 300 fucking times this weekend because uh it's saturday if you want to listen saturday april uh 17th at 10 in the morning in ontario time uh 96.9 radio humber that's my first shift and they gave me country music for the whole fucking shift and the rec laws are playing which is i know their bass player and their tour manager and i'm very good friends with their tour manager and they're like recording engineer guy Connor, so yeah, um, I did my first shift and I had to do six, um, six intros for songs and then six back sells. And I probably did like 200 takes because the first takes I was like, I don't know. Cordy was right. I, <laughs> I was like, there's something wrong about what I'm doing. And I was like, I don't sound like how I sound on my podcast. And the reason why that is, is because if I do, if I slip into this podcast zone, then I'm liable to swear. And or like feel like myself like I felt like Ricky that in that episode of Trailer Park Boys where he's like if I can't swear and smoke he's in court and he's like if I can't swear and smoke I'm fucked and the judge is like I'll allow it (laughs) and then he's allowed to smoke and swear while he's in court and I feel like for me to slip into my comfortable personality I have to be able to just say fuck whenever the fuck I want. Uh, otherwise like obviously like I'm a human and I'm capable of speaking without like normally without swearing. 
But it, to get into that entertainment zone, man, I just feel like she's going to fucking slip out every once in a while, everybody. And the fucking and, uh, Canadian uh, censor boards or the fucking Canadian Broadcast Standards Council would probably not be stoked on that. But anyways, so I sounded like I was doing an impersonation of a radio, radio DJ because that's what I did. My first acting gig ever was, um, well, not acting gig, but <clears throat> my first musical that I ever did was Grease. And I played Vince Fontaine, who's a radio DJ. And that was my first monologue. Uh, it's like the this is the main brain Vince Fontaine starting your day off the only way with uh, music, music, music. Or no, welcome back to the House of Wax, W A X X. And so I was like, I kind of have had that radio DJ guy voice just like in me since I was like literally like sixteen, because that was the first like thing that I got. I was like. Obviously, my uh, drama teacher, Lynette Smith, saw something <laughs> in me that might have uh, lent itself to playing a radio DJ. And here we are fucking, you know, 16 years later. <laughs> but, you know, it's been a long, fun 16 years. Fuck. Um, wow, that's crazy. 1632. That actually is 16 years ago. Holy fuck, man. That's actually fucked up, yo. I was 15. I was 15 going on 16 when I sang in my first musical. <laughs> my first musical was actually The Grinch. And then it was, after that, it was Grease. So there you go. Anyways, what the fuck am I even talking about? How was my weekend? I finished, I did a big, giant 750-word essay on globalization and... um the downsides of globalization and the upsides of globalization. And my thesis was that globalization must uh, have equity at its roots uh, with an entrenched labor rights and environmental protectionistic measures in order for it to continue. Otherwise, the exploitation of, uh, of uh, you know, this, this labor force, this overseas uh, labor force is going to continue, and uh, the the destruction of our environment will continue, and and it will further, uh, you know, only benefit, uh, you know, the the uh, the pockets of fewer and fewer men. The further consolidation of power into the hands of fewer and fewer men is is absolutely not where we need to go. But I do believe that a global trade economy is is absolutely necessary, and also it provides a level of cultural enrichment that is not necessary under more isolationist policies, right? It's about the fucking sombreros, buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Where are we at right now? Let's do a little bit of... Um, here we got a fucking... Check! Custody of the week. Speaking of, oh, this ties right into the socialist agenda of this podcast. Um, <laughs> our custody of the week this week is uh, a Japanese woman, 90, named world's oldest office manager. So here we go. April 9th, 2021, a 90-year-old Japanese woman who has worked for the same company since 1956 earned a Guinness World Record as the world's oldest office manager. Yasuko Tamaki, who will celebrate her 91st birthday May 15th, still works five days a week at Sunco Industries for seven and a half hours a day. Like, that is the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard. Sunco Industries doesn't even sound like a real company. <laughs> 
Sunco Industries. And she still works five days a week, seven and a half hours a day. And and I, I guarantee you, she's like, that's like, that was hard for her to knock it back to seven and a half hours a day from like 12 or something. Like nine, because they have this 996 thing in Japan where it's like you work nine hours a day. Uh, what is it? It's nine, nine, six, six. What the fuck is it? It's like you work nine hours a day for six days a week for fucking 60 years. I don't know what the fuck it is. I can't remember what it was, but there's some like fucking, I don't know, man, just there's the work culture in that, uh, in that place is like crazy. And she's been working for the same company since 1956. And these guys, Sunco are still like, yeah, like, come on in. Like, we're not going to hook you up like for like life or anything. You know what I mean? Like the rest of your short life. Like how long has she got left? She's what? She's 91. She's in Japan. She's probably got another 30 years left. What is she going to do with those 30 years? <laughs> and then she goes, and you know what she said? All I did was doing what I'm expected to do for 90 years. So I don't know what to say. I'm truly touched. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. What do you mean? Accomplishment. I just went to fucking work every day. You fucking lazy ass fucks. <laughs> She's like, what am I getting this award for? Going to work? <laughs> you stupid fucks. That's what you're supposed to do. Takimi said achieving such a long tenure at the company came naturally. I think it's just an accumulation. I always thought I was born to be of help to someone. Well, that's nice. So I want to do things that make chairman, managers, and other staff happy. So that's the thing is that, is that, is that your good nature, you localized it to the Sunco industry. Which is, you know, you fucking could have gone out in the world. No, I don't know why I'm ripping on this nine-year-old lady. Um, and, the you know, here's the crazy part. The office manager said she has no plans to retire. Once a year ends, then there is another. So I hope to keep going on like that. <laughs> That's something that you and I do not share, uh, Yasuko. Once a year ends, then there is another. So I hope to keep going on like that. For me, I'm like, just fucking shut her down, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, I think that's a, just a horrible aspect. That is not something that's like a very sad, that's like a dystopian future. Japanese woman, 90, named world's oldest office manager. And now is this because she has to work? I don't think so. You'd think you wouldn't have to work at 90. But it's because it's like this like... They got, it's like, they got, some people are so brainwashed that they, she literally said, it's what I'm expected to do. Like, it's like, there's no even notion of having, it's fucking the allegory of the cave, bro, man. <laughs> it's Plato, man. Get outside the fucking cave. And, uh, and she doesn't even consider that there's a, that she's in a cave, man. And it's like this like weird Stockholm syndrome where they're just like, I'm proud of being like here and I'm not going to stop working. It's five days a week, seven and a half hours a day until I fucking die. And it's like, and she wants to. And they got her like she wants to. It's like a fucking weird cult. A cult of work. <laughs> I'm not anti-work. I'm just anti-exploitative work. And also making old people work. And also making people work in general under the fucking threat of death or starvation. I think other than that, that's what I want is I want like a free Mad Max market capitalist economy with no minimum wages, but that you don't have to enter this fucking Thunderdome if you don't want to. And then if you want to, then it's like you now you're going to fucking tangle with all the weird Epstein fucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get in that fucking get in that arena <laughs> with those fucks. <laughs> you know, if you want to, but it's like, I don't really want to. I'm going to do my own thing and fucking... 
fucking play guitar and yell into microphones until someone notices. Okay, speaking of play guitar. Uh, oh, no, speaking of someone notices. Some people have noticed. You people. You you have noticed. Thank you to everybody who pays for the show. Uh, right now, I want to say thank you to Anthony, Blair, Joel, Mike D, Patrick, Nick, and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, Taryn, and congratulations to Taryn, who just did a gender reveal birthday cake, um, which is pretty tame for Saskatchewan gender reveals. You guys could have, um, you know, you could have used like tracer rounds on uh, deer, <laughs> colored uh, tracer rounds <laughs> as you light up a deer. Oh, the rounds turned blue. He's having a boy. <laughs> But uh, they just did a cake with pink on the inside. So congratulations to Taryn and his uh, wife for having a baby. Well, really, his wife. You're not really. Your contribution to life is quite minimal, Taryn. And Bryce, who also just had a baby. Look at all these kids. Bryce was a kid when I met him, and now he's having a baby. Fucking crazy. Um, and hi, Mink. I forgot to say hi to you, Mink, on the last couple podcasts. I don't know why. Hi, Mink. Hi, Mink and Mac and PG and Calm. And shout out to our motherfucking sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. I've been chipping away at the peanut butter breath. And the White Widow is just stanky, that stank cheese. Um, it's like that UK cheddar sort of vibe on it, man. I've just been loving that. Uh, and uh, yeah, and they gave me an extract pen too, which is fucking awesome for getting high in between getting high. <laughs> so go to KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order and you will get that. And... If it's your first time, uh, you can uh, you they give you fifteen percent extra. So go get a quarter off your quarter, two eighths off your eighth. Um, <laughs> KingTutsCannabis.com. Smoke like an Egyptian. Okay, hold up. Let me get the dad rock now. I didn't import it. Hang on. Okay, there it is. All right. Oh fuck. Was this what key was this one? I think this was the one in B. Okay, here we go. A little dad rock. King Tut's Cannabis. Make sure you go to King Tut's Cannabis and buy a bunch of fucking dope from them and use the promo code Drew. It saves you and it keeps the fucking sponsorship going. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll meet again on Thursday. I'll see you on Thursday. Thursday.